probably... Oh, wait, look, we have a caller. Hey, what's up out there? Is this uh, Scott? This is Scott. Killer, man. Glad you could uh, call in tonight. I do appreciate it, man. No problem. Look forward to it. So, uh, Scott, um, what was it like when you joined Gamma Side, and how much were you able to really contribute to the writing of the new music when you first got into well, the band? You know, when I first joined, they had already uh, been a band, and they were kind of established as one of the uh, standout local uh, thrash bands, and that was when, uh, you know, thrash was just in its beginning, in its uh, infant stage. And the scene was starting to develop around here. I was looking to join a band, and I joined them. And, uh, you know, it was a great thing for me, you know, because they were already established. And, uh, you know, I had my own uh, style of playing that was unharnessed. And Rick Perry kind of, you know, pulled me in and showed me how to, uh, you know, make my talents uh, be fruitful instead of just... uh, unfruitful so it helped uh their band out as far as uh, some speed attack and heaviness and you know it's a great thing awesome what uh, do you oh do you have anything more you want to add on that well was it what did i add to the the songwriting yeah yeah well you know they had their their songs in a so i learned them and, and uh, they were kind of straightforward, and and I just brought in, uh, you know, some seasoning to it, you know, a little more speed, a little more heaviness, uh, some harmonies, some uh, you know, more uh, attacking stuff, and uh, you know, I was just, I didn't know what I was doing, but you know, I joined a real band, and so they started teaching me, and. Uh, you know, and it just worked out really good, you know, right off the bat. Uh, I kind of revamped their songs, and they they showed me how to uh, how to play songs and how to be in a real band. So, it, like, right off the bat, it was a, a working uh, aspect for all involved. What's the first Gamicide song you got to work on? Well, they had their demo that had uh, four songs, and... Uh, so I learned those, and then I came in and tried out. And uh, they had a few other ones they were working on on the side. And they had some uh, previous songs from another band called Warlock that were um, they had been playing. So I just started learning them, and, and uh, we just started right off the bat, you know, hitting it hard. And uh, I did one show where I played, like, you know, those four songs off the demo. And then my next show was like uh, this big complex down here and uh, on a New Year's Eve, and it was with rigor mortis, gaside, uh, sedition, uh, uh, morbid scream, and a sold-out house. So my actual first show was uh, in front of a huge crowd. (laughs) You know, and it was just a surreal experience for me. And... um, you know, we just hit, you know, hit the ground running right off the bat. That's awesome. Now, you've got this really huge box set that just came out, I believe, the 27th. Now, how did this connection with Gamicide and Fold Records in Italy develop? Well, uh, 
FOD Records, Julio had been messaging me, you know, he was a fan of Warbeast. And, you know, Warbeast is uh, formed from uh, Gamma Side and Mortis and, and other various bands from around here. So you always get a response from our previous bands being in Warbeast. And he was like, you know, dude, you know, uh, he was interested in putting out, you know, this Gamma Side collection. And I was just, you know, I kind of really didn't take it seriously. But uh, he kept at it on me. And then he sent me a sample of uh, what he's done for some bands like Warmock and Crumb Suckers and SOD and, and other box sets. And uh, and I looked at us, and, and this is really, I mean, these guys put a lot of care and put together a nice package. So I was like, yeah, man, let's do it, you know. So I, I went to Rick and uh, showed him and, you know, it kind of had been a long process, about two years getting this thing together. But, um, yeah, so we just started, you know, and getting material together and flyers and pictures and, you know, and sending him the uh, music and they remastered it and, uh, you know, getting all the uh, photos and flyers and, and video stuff together. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it turned out to be a good deal. Actually, I just got my package in today of the records just a few hours ago before the uh, this interview so i actually just opened it up and scanned through it before i called you so i would know what i'm looking at <laughs> awesome now tell me like what does this super deluxe package include like the vinyls and everything else well it has three records it has a uh, the remastered version of the uh, Victims of Science record with some bonus bonus songs on there or intros. And it has a uh, the original Gamma Side demo, which I'm not on, and the 91 demo, which I am on. And it has a 10-inch disc uh, of some songs that we recorded later after we had separated and we got back together to do some reunion shows and we decided to record some songs that we never had uh, recorded. So it has uh, three records and a uh, DVD of concerts and videos that we made back then. Some, you know, I kind of laugh at them. Some of them are lip sync videos and uh, footage from all kinds of stuff. Some parking lot footage. A couple of great concerts we did. There's some stuff we thought would be cool. So, you know, the DVD is an exciting part for me because uh, you get to see what the scene was like down here in Texas at that time. And we were just on fire as a young thrash band. And uh, it also has a 32-page booklet full of pictures, flyers, and uh, information. It's a nice-looking package. I'm honored that a record label recognized us our band from back then to put something this nice together. It's really neat. Now, I can appreciate, like, you just got this a few hours ago, but um, how much did you get to take a look at the booklet, and um, what were some of your favorite parts with, like, the classic interviews and press stuff included with it? It's all my favorites. I mean, I, I, I kind of knew it was going to be in there before I looked at it, but I did scan through it just before I called you so I would know what I'm looking at, but... Uh, the booklet has, you know, 
pictures from the beginning to the end, even when we did our reunion tour, when we were all like heavier weight guys and we were at the start and, uh, you know, it's not classic flyers. We didn't go back because you didn't have a internet. So you made flyers and we took a lot of pride in those, you know, we, uh, opening up for some great bands that are idols. And so it has all that stuff that we did in a 32 page book, which is a big book to be in a, uh, three disc DVD set. And, uh, we also did, uh, some commentary on, uh, songs and that's in there, you know, explaining like, you know, what we thought about this song, what we're, you know, trying to achieve and, so it's very informative, and it's just nice-looking. It's great-looking. I'm really proud of it. Now, with the live concerts, um, can you tell me, like, the dates on some of those shows? And, and like, where did they take place, these shows? Uh, I believe uh, I believe uh, Joe's Garage, 1989. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of Joe's Garage, haven't yeah. you? Yes, that's where uh, Pantera, Gamicide, Rigor Mortis, that was like a, you know, a local place around here that was, you know, legendary, you know, it, you know, Creator, Dark Angel, Testament. I mean, when bands like that would come through at that time, that's where they would play. And as, and then, well, that was our home plate for Pantera, Gamicide, Rigor Mortis, and other bands around here. So one of the concerts is from there. And it's a good, uh, violent, thrashing, active concert from that. The other one is from a venue in Dallas called uh, Dallas City Limits, which was a few years later, like in '91 or something like that. And uh, and it was a, you know, a bigger, nicer type venue. But uh, you know, we uh, I believe it was the last time that we played live, just by misfortune, but. It's a great uh, concert on there, great footage. We always liked it, and we kind of had a couple of different uh, – it wasn't off the soundboard, but it's just off video uh, cameras. But, you know, we enhanced it, and it's it's not bad. Not bad sounding and uh, great footage, you know. I can't wait for people to see it. Now, tell me – what was it like being on Wild Rags Records? Did the label ever like help set up like interviews and magazines and fanzines to like Well, you know, they were from California and uh we kind of were always self promoted and and very uh active in fanzines and all that without before them. But when we saw you know, signed on with them, it definitely helped out. They had uh their own Wild Rags magazine back then. And they had some other bands they signed from uh, Arizona and California. And um, so that helped. And uh, we went on tour, went out to California and toured with some of those bands that won Wild Rags. And, uh, you know, it, it was a pretty good deal, you know. Could have been better, but that's what we had at the time, you know. I'm not going to say too much good things about Wild Rags, but that's what we had to deal with. <laughs> I see. So how often did you get to appear in, like, the local newspapers around Dallas? Uh, you know, we were in a 
local magazines quite a bit. Um, there was back then, you know, they, they had fanzines that people would put out, and, uh, and uh, we would be in those quite a bit. And we made the newspaper sometimes for, uh, you know, getting in trouble, you know. From the city, you know, putting up flyers too much all over, you know, city uh, light boxes and stuff they didn't like. But, <laughs> it, you know, back then before the Internet, it, any kind of press was good, you know. And, and uh, the local fans, were all, it was all five friends. young and fresh back then. Really good times. Did you ever get to appear on studio guests on any of the local radio shows out there? Yeah, KNON was a local show that is still around. It's a public radio, and we would we would go on there and uh, you know sit in uh, once did a live uh, broadcast on the air from a gig. And uh, KNON is still around right now, uh, public radio, and uh, that was about it as far as that would be it. Public radio, KNON. Now, I was taking a look at the uh, Rigor Mortis movie, uh, Welcome to Your Funeral, and I remember just like how hardcore everybody was pumping up the Tombstone Factory. Did Gamicide ever play any shows there? You know, Gamicide really, you know, the Tombstone Factory, by the time I joined Gamicide, that had already kind of fallen uh, behind. Gamicide may have played there before I joined them. I really can't think of any uh, substantial gigs from them. I remember, you know, Rigamore, all kinds of gigs going out there when I was young, you know. It was, you know, back then that was like, what was so cool was this underground scene was, you know, being created, you know, uh, the Tombstone and uh, Rascals. And I used to see uh, uh, Warlock, the pre-Gamicide band playing there, and Pantera and Rotting Corpse. In all these bands, and uh, and it, it, you were seeing a, a turnover from uh, like cover bands to this underground thrash scene. To really uh, play the tombstone. It was more, more Joe's Garage and, and the basement Dallas Seawards, but uh, definitely legendary gigs there. Plenty of them. Wow. What would you say? Um were some other really amazing uh, shows you look back on fondly? Well, you know, for me, uh, joining Gamicide, you know, had it's like the first band I'd really been in, first real band. And from the moment I joined them, uh, we started opening up for all kinds of idols of mine that, you know, we're currently listening to, like Dark Angel, Creator, uh, Exodus, Testament, uh, Sepultura, uh, DRI, Morbid Angel, fruit uh, man, it was just endless. Uh, just to name a few, for me, I just joined a band, and next thing I know, I'm starting to open up for all these bands that I'm currently listening to and buying their their records and stuff. And that was like, you know, just totally awesome, you know, to me. Uh, so all those gigs were killer. And uh, one thing I can remember that, you know, really is kind of a standout. We uh, it's a Clash of Titans tour with uh, uh, Slayer. Testament? 
Anthrax, Megadeth, and Alice in Chains. Mm. And we, so when we played here, we were we were supposed to play in between each each band on the side stage. It was the first time that this uh, complex down here uh, that that gig was at was doing that. So they they hired us to play, you know, before and like when one band finished, we would play, and, and then the other we would. Play. So we had like three or four sets we were supposed to do, which you know was phenomenal for us. And uh, so we played a couple of sets, and then they pulled the plug on us because during the middle of one of the sets, because the mosh pit got so out of hand, you know, people were like uh, running in T-shirt stands and the hot dog stands or whatever, you know, tearing them up. And they actually pulled the plug on us in the middle of one of our sets and then said no more, you know, and like we're just like, what the hell, you know? It's it's a clash of the titans, you know. What do you want? But uh, you know, we got such a big reaction at that show. You know, they had to shut us down. So that was pretty cool. Amongst all the other ones, you know, a lot of legendary stuff for me. Yeah, that's an amazing story. Like, how, who did you pick out to remaster Victims of Science? Well, um, we put it out on DVD uh, years back. And it had it remastered by a local friend of ours, and uh, we just kind of worked with him and you know remastered it and we put on uh, we recorded those uh, two other songs back in 2005, then on the 10 inch disc on this collection, and uh, so the same guy that recorded that uh, remastered it, and uh, oh, what's his name? Mm. Well, Mike. <laughs> Local friend of ours, and uh, you know, we we just kind of remastered ourselves with him, and uh, worked out pretty good. DVD get, did good, and uh, but now that we sent it to FOD Records, uh, uh, they remastered all the uh, stuff we had uh, sent to them, so it's remastered, remastered, and uh, sounds really good. What song were you most happy about after the new mix? What song? Yeah. Hmm. You know, I was pretty much happy with it all. Uh, the 91 demo, I think, lacked a little bit of polishing. And so and I pretty much wrote almost all the music on that, and it sounds really good now. Uh, the Victim of Science record sounded great from the start, I thought, anyway. So it's just enhanced, but I think overall it all sounds great. I mean, I think it's a, you know, a test in time of a DFW thrash music that somehow, you know, didn't quite make it, but has been somewhat overlooked. But in the underground, it's a, definitely a gem, and uh, it all sounds great, so it's all special to me. Now, I really love the song Victims of Science, and notice, like, a lot of the songs, like the lyrics, like, they deal with all sorts of crazy calamities that are, like, befalling people and the environment. And stuff like that. Was there something going on in Texas or elsewhere that um, gave you guys the inspiration to like write about some of those subjects? Well, there really wasn't anything in Texas going on, or but we, Rick and I, we have, are into radiation and giant Godzilla movies and giant monsters, and so we thought it would be cool to write about some 
nuclear fallout or some environmental things going on instead of like what a, a lot of other bands were writing about, you know, zombies and whatever, mosh pitting. So we just thought, you know, trying to write something that we kind of liked because we were on to, uh, you know, nuclear radiation and that kind of goes with the gamma side theme, you know. And uh, that's basically where that came from. I see. Now, Endangered Species, that really sucks me in just listening to the whole album. Like, And I was reading the booklet um, in the Brazilian release of Victims, um, and it spoke about an alternate version of that song recorded by Jam Magazine. Um, does that exist on the box set? No, it's not on the box set. That is uh, something that was not included. And there's a lot of things that weren't included because we could not put everything on there. Yeah. We wanted to put some uh, special treats of, you know, some jam room stuff. But, you know, we just uh, there wasn't room to put it all on there and, you know, some quality aspects of it all. But, no, that did not make it. But Endangered Species is one of my definite favorite songs. Always a great song to open a game with and is the opening song on the Victims of Science record and uh, definitely a, a Gamma Side classic there for sure. Just wondering, on that recording, is it so awesome that like it's worth it for fans to try to locate it, or is it just like it, it's just like another take? And it's like once you have the victims of science vinyl and the box set, it's like is it really even worth tracking down? Oh, it is worth tracking down. It definitely is. Uh, there's some extras. There's a new beginning to the victims of science record on there that you will have to buy the record and listen to it to hear. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely worth it. I mean, uh, if you have the CDs with all the same song, you know, great. But this thing is uh, will open the doors to everything that we've done. And uh, let me tell you, the DVD is super cool. I mean, I was just looking at it, you know, right before I called you, and it, it yeah. looked great, and it shows that, you know, the neck-breaking fury of us young lads back then that were doing, you know, we were just on fire. And, you know, I'm playing more beats now, and I'm, you know, still trying to do the same thing, but not quite as young as I was back then. <laughs> mm. Now, Walk and Plague, that's my favorite track on the album. Just, like, how did it come together? Well, Walk and Plague is definitely a true Gamma Side classic. Uh, if we play Gamma Side songs, like in, you know, in Team A, but pre-War Beast that was one of the ones. It's always a standout song. It's a classic Gamma Side trait. You know, has the mosh pits riffs in the middle. But that song was a uh, one of the original songs they had on the demo, and um, which I didn't write, but when I joined them up with them, I kind of threw my uh, two cents in on it, and we really beefed that thing up to a, you know, it's just a true classic. Uh, if we were to play a Gamma song, song today in Warbeast, we'd prob that would probably be one of the ones we played. It always has been. Because it's just, you know, great riffs, mosh part, thrash. You know, that's just one of the... Uh, the early songs that has uh, stood the test of time, for sure. 
for this box set, did you decide to do any sort of like special album release shows or anything like that? No, you know, uh, there's been a lot of talk about that. Uh, uh, for all the original members to do that, it would be a little difficult. Uh, people from different states. Mm. And, uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, we, we, we've talked about doing it with, uh, of course, Joey from Warbeast that plays in multiple bands, and he loves Gamicide. Jamie Milford, the drummer of, of Gamicide, is one of his uh, idols. And he would be glad to do it, as we would, as many other musicians would be glad to fill in for other people. But I don't know. We just like me and Rick feel like you know without you know, you know all you know, without Jamie behind the drums, and of course you couldn't get any place to re, uh, anybody replace Barnum. You know, I don't know. It's just uh, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but it's not in the picture right now. I see. Okay. Now, um, you recently finished recording the third War Beast album. What were your favorite memories of the recording sessions there? Wow. Well, you know, anytime we go and record a Warby Sounds is special. We go to Phillip's house, and, a, and it's always a special time. You know, uh, this album, I kind of, you know, I sat back and I said, you know, look, Shelby, can you, can you, you think you can pull off another album, you know, can you do another one, can you, you know. So at the beginning of this year, of 2016, I sat down and just started writing, and uh, I had a couple of new members in the band, and I had three songs previously uh, that I'd written before, and I started writing in a, you know, starting the flow going, and uh, I didn't know what, the, I didn't know what to expect out of this album tell you the truth i didn't know if it was going to be good or not you know i just went with it and uh, so we started recording it we did a little demo and then we went to philip's house and started recording it and uh of course when we record with philip he he kind of sees outside the box and he you know does his producer thing and puts his two cents in and uh after all said it was said and done i think we have the best mortgage record to date uh it has turned out to be this really good i didn't even see it coming but uh so that's the special thing about this album is that you know we just said let's do an album and we didn't put like you know a lot of attitude and thought and this has come out as i think our best material yet you know i think people are going to be pleasantly uh, pleased with it and uh i already am and it's, I mean, we've, we've finished the recording. It's in mixing process. Still have to do artwork and all that, you know, pictures and all that stuff. But, uh, man, that's a good one. I listen to it, you know, daily. You know, we'll fix it through some gigs and play some songs off of it that we never played live before. And you got kind of got to listen back and say, wow, what did we do, you know? And, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Can't wait for people to hear it. What are your three favorite songs from the new album? Yeah, that's a tough question. Well, let me tell you one is for sure. So the last song I wrote before we recorded, you know, me and Joey argued throughout this whole process. I don't know why. 
my drummer Joey Joey Gonzalez, we argued over everything for some reason. Maybe that's why it turned out so good. And he was like, you need to go home and write another song. You need to go home and do this, blah, 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 blah. So I went home, and I the the first song on the album is going to be the, the last song I wrote, and I wrote it, you know, like in no time. But it's definitely a unique Warby song, and, it, and it's uh, it came out so good. They said, well, let's make this the first song to show people that we're back. And uh, it's it's definitely one of my favorites. Obviously, it was other people's uh, record label since they wanted to put it first. But other than that, you know, I kind of like them all. There's what was the name of that song? Yeah. Centuries of Poison Soil. I have a long title. There's a story behind it, but that will come out uh, later when the record comes out and people buy it. Hmm. <laughs> There's two songs that I wrote with the uh, young guys that we have uh, hired to be in the War Beasts, uh, some of our newest crew, and I'm proud of those songs. Uh, uh, they came out with a, a different uh, twist than some uh, previous Warby songs, so it's all really good, and I got some surprises in there. You know, some some of the stuff I wrote, you know, is a little different than other Warbies, but it's definitely heavy, thrashing, you know, good stuff. So, so can't wait for this thing to come out. What's the uh, first song on the B-side of the album? Uh, I was wondering, you know, I think... The first song is going to be the song that I called Enter the Arena. And it is a short song, like two minutes and 30 seconds. That's another one I wrote with the new guys. You know, they, they wanted to play this kind of, we thought was a goofy riff. And I saw all the kids, they were like, had all these smiles on their faces. And I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of a goofy riff. But if they're all happy, let's go with it. And then I just kind of laid in all these other riffs after it and, uh, when it's all said and done, after we put lyrics on it, it is a thrash masterpiece. I mean, just, it's like uh, if you mixed Raining Blood with Voivod and some Rob Halford type lyric content, and it, if you put that all in a bowl, that's what that song is. I believe that's going to be the first song on the second side, so it's a good one. Killer. Now, has Gamasite been contributing to the Texas Musicians Museum? Yeah, we uh, actually, uh, my pink Ibanez is up there <laughs> that I played in, in Gamasite, if you can believe that or not. I had, uh, this uh, Ibanez had this copy of a Jackson Randy Rose V. And I had bought one, and it and it's kind of it's kind of pink, but it's kind of metallic, you know. I was young, and, you know, know any better, but that was my signature guitar back then. And uh, so they wanted some Texas stuff, so I let them have that guitar and some pictures. And uh, they got some uh, Gamma Side stuff, some Puncture stuff, which was a band that Rick Perry started uh, after Gamma Side, a, a metal industrial band, and. Uh, there's definitely Rick Mortis and Pantera and uh, some more stuff up there and a lot of lo- other local bands. But, yeah, 
There's some gamma shots stuff up there for sure. Now, Killer, will um, you or any of the other Gamma Side members be in the next Rigor Mortis documentary? I know Doyle Bright's putting in a lot of time into that one. Yeah, I, I, did, uh, I did an interview for the second one uh, a few months back. And uh, I was supposed to be on more of an interview on the first one. I had a short part in it. And uh, I guess I never got around to... Um, you know, making my date for the interview. But uh, I definitely did on the second part. You know, went and did a, a lengthy, uh, you know, questionnaire thing and also put in my uh, my thoughts without any questions, which I don't know what all's making on the video, but, you know. Uh, and it's, I, so I, I should have a big part in that, and I don't know. Uh, I think Rick did one. I'm not sure. But it um, should be a good one. The first one was phenomenal, you know. So I think the second one, second part should be good, too. Would you like to go back to any questions, Scott? Well, uh, I can't praise how much uh, I'm honored I am. This record label put such a great package out for Gamma Side to, for any um, fan or any collector this is a true collection, you know. It's total gem. Uh, it, it's so great. looks so great. Uh, I can't wait for people to watch this uh, DVD because then they'll really see what it was like down here back in the day. And let me see how excited I am about this new Warbish record. I think it is me on top of my game. I think it's Bruce Corbett on top of his game. I think it's Joey Gonzalez on top of his game. And the uh, the other two young lads, uh, Drew Shoup and Lyric, uh, in the band, they are definitely getting to experience their first time to be on a record, and they are shining like you know lights. And uh, it's going to be a good thing. So, a lot of good things happening down here. Can't wait for it to get out. Final Thank words. You, Nick. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, you were like uh, the second blabbermouth uh, musician for me, and it was like you were part of uh, my ability to become DJ of the Year back five years ago, so it's just badass talking to you again. Oh, well, man, I'm honored, man. You know, yeah. You've always been here, man. I've seen you, uh, I've seen you up in, uh, where are you based out of, Philadelphia? Or New um, York? North Jersey, but I, I try to hit up, like, whenever you guys are coming around to the Northeast... I have to hit you guys up at least one of the yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, I've seen you at a couple of those cities, I remember. But, you know, it's always a pleasure seeing you, Nick, you know. You're the man covering the scene, you know. Yeah. I can't wait to get back up there, you know. You know, with this new Warbeast record, we'll be back on tour. And uh, mm-hmm. we're going to, you know, blow this thing up. And uh, look forward to seeing you up there again, you know. It's going to be good stuff. 